When I was 12 years old, my dad passed away from cancer. And as you can imagine, I had a lot of thoughts, emotions, feelings, and a lot going on during that time. Well, one of my thoughts that I had was that I wanted to make sure and go to heaven when I die so I could see him again. Well, the church I was attending at the time taught that I had to be good enough to earn heaven. So what I did was I put on a lot of effort. I tried to do the right things, was praying, was going to church, trying to treat people well, etc. But as I was doing this, I never really was sure, was I doing enough? Would God accept me when I die? Does he love me? Is there something else I should be doing? You know, did my good outweigh my bad? You know, all that stuff was kind of wrestling with in my head at the time. And then I started to real, feel really anxious. I was scared, hopeless, kind of frustrated with myself whenever I did sin. You know, just kind of wrestling and just struggling through this time in my life of where is God at and am I doing enough? And it really felt like I was carrying around a big, heavy bag that it was really impossible for me to be good enough for God to accept me. Well, later I learned that this view of God and how to get to heaven was incorrect and really not true. And there's actually a term in the New Testament for believing something that is not true as if it is true, and that's called a stronghold. Welcome to the Attain Your Purpose podcast with Rick Dolezal and Eric Metz. And today we're going to be discussing personal beliefs that we may have that are actually hurting us, and more importantly, how to get rid of these in our daily lives. These damaging patterns are often called strongholds. And what exactly, Eric, is the definition of a stronghold? So the word stronghold has a couple meanings in the Bible. In the Old Testament, its primary meaning is like a fortified place protected against attack, Cities could be a stronghold, you know, it could be just a army barricade type thing uh, with high walls. It's hard for enemies to take over, you know, those type of things. Also, God is described as our stronghold protecting us from physical or spiritual attack. But for our purposes today, we're going to be focusing on what the New Testament describes as a stronghold, and that's found in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. That says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. So strongholds, in other words, is any thought, argument, opinion, or idea that is not in alignment with the Word of God found in the Bible. It is a lie that we believe to be true about God and His kingdom. So what are some examples of strongholds that people believe? God doesn't exist is a common one. Uh, the devil doesn't exist is another one. Uh, I have to be good enough to go to heaven, like I mentioned in my story at the beginning. Uh, I'm not valuable. I know some people struggle with that. I'm on my own. God doesn't love me. God is distant. God is not good. Uh, I have no purpose is one. I, I can't know that I'm going to heaven, like I mentioned before. And uh, another one that I think about is there's no such thing as sin. And those are just a few of the things that, that come to mind when you mention that. Well, now that you say these, I've heard a couple of these myself. Uh, God helps those who help themselves or cleanliness is next to godliness or uh, God will never give you more than you can handle. Or, or even this one, it's got a comedic bent to it. If, if you want to make God laugh, 
Tell them your plans. Or, or lastly, even the devil made me do it. So Eric, what are some strongholds that you held to in your life that you really lived by before you started reading and believing the Bible? So like I mentioned in the beginning, I had to earn heaven by being good enough. That was one. Uh, God was going to punish me for every single little thing I did and mistake that I made. Very strict judge, like I viewed God as a strict judge and, and not loving. Also, my view of the Holy Spirit was way different than it is right now. I, I viewed him as distant and really not helping me at all. He was just this dove or ghost or spirit that was out there, but doesn't really interact with, with people. And so that's changed completely. How about you, Rick? What do you, what are some things that you had? What you're saying is prompted some of my thoughts as well. You know, I thought God liked slow, unemotional songs, these things that droned on and on, because that's really all I ever heard at religious services. I thought he liked uh, repetitious prayers. I had memorized some prayers and I said those over and over and over again. And usually without meaning, just, just to say those words. And I, I thought when I was very young, God actually liked that. You know, I, I thought he was very distant, you know, because we, we don't hear him. We don't see him. I, I thought he was very distant. And, and I thought he wasn't cool. The cool people that I knew weren't really saying stuff about God. So I, I thought he wasn't cool. And I still think this largely impacts people today. So even with all of the benefits from God and having a relationship with him, people are embarrassed to tell their current friends or family members that they've become a Christian. And why do you think it's so important to identify and demolish these strongholds? Well, these strongholds really hold us back from living in freedom, peace, joy, truth, love, I mean, grace, purpose. God wants us to live an abundant life, and, and that's what Jesus came for. And I feel like these strongholds are just like chains. They hold us down. They keep us locked in like these unhealthy patterns of life, and, and they bring fear and, and depression and anxiety and condemnation and guilt and you know, low self-esteem, et cetera. Like we, when you have a wrong picture of God and who he is and who you are and how he views you, you, your life is in like a cage and your life can be really limited and, and you can experience things that are horrible. And it's like the illustration of believing like you're sick and are going to die in a month. You would live your life completely differently even though that's not true, let's say you're fine, you're healthy, but you get the diagnosis that you're going to die in a month. You would live your life completely differently than if you were believed that you were fully healthy. And it's a very similar thing. Like if you believe a lie that's not true, your life will, will be so different. You'll be more free. You'll be more uh, at peace. You'll be more joyful and you'll have more purpose and freedom. And I could go on and on, but this topic, I feel like, is so important for us to understand and truly be freed from and truly recognize so that way we can see these things in our lives and break them and demolish them. So, yeah, it's important, super important. So how do we know if we have a stronghold and how do we identify that stronghold? And, and more importantly, how do we demolish those strongholds that might have been built up in our lives over time? So as that verse mentioned, they, it talks about spiritual weapons and spiritual warfare. And really, the Bible is our primary spiritual weapon to identify, demolish, and prevent these strongholds from happening in the future. The Bible is our truth. The Bible, is, the God's word, spoken and written, is the truth and how we need to live and guide and walk out our lives. And when we understand what his view is and his kingdom and how it works and who he is, 
that will truly free us and demolish these in our lives. Oftentimes, we don't even know if we have a stronghold until we encounter the Bible and the truth found in the Bible. So it even exposes things. Like I didn't know that I was off base and thinking that I had to earn heaven. You know, I didn't know that I was off until I read the Bible and, and saw these different verses. And and that's why that regular ingesting, whether that's listening or reading or memorizing the Bible is so important and to truly do this day in, day out, day in, day out to really learn and understand God and his kingdom and how it works and and really just digest it as if it's food. And, you know, I want to give you an example real quick of how this plays out or how I was able to renew my mind and demolish a stronghold that I have. So like I mentioned, I thought I had to earn heaven when I died. So I came across this verse and I just, I literally shook my world when I read this. It's in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, and it says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And I just, after I read that, I just stopped, and I was like, what am I reading? Like, this is so different than what I was thinking. And it took me a while. I had to like memorize this and like read it a few times and, and really just pray about it. Like, Lord, is this, is this, is this real? Is this, re- this is so different than what I believed about how the, your kingdom works. It, it took a while and I had to meditate on it and really read it. And also as I read the rest of the Bible, I saw different verses that confirmed this verse. So I knew it was true. And so again, soaking in the word and and I really want us to to have the analogy of this is the Bible is like our bread. The Bible is like food for our soul and our minds. In Matthew 4, 4, Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so when we see and understand that the Bible is truly like our bread for sustenance for our minds and our souls, I think we'll see how important it is to really Take the time, get into the word, see what he's saying, understand God better, and that will truly unlock so much in our lives that I can't speak enough on it. You know, I hear you saying that not only is an understanding of this such a benefit with regard to dying and going to heaven, but there's benefits in lives too. You're understanding that you are valuable, understanding what your purpose is, and understanding a relationship with God and having a connection and a real relationship with with the God that created the universe pays earthly dividends uh, and and is very completing. That that's what I hear you saying. Yeah, completely. And I think, and this is this is really important. I want our listeners, and, and I know you know this, Rick, but I want our listeners to really get this. So many people seek out things in this world, whether it's TV, sports, you know, they try to get fulfillment in these other areas. They try to get fulfillment in things, shopping, whatever. It could be anything. But the fulfillment is only going to come when you actually connect with God. And understand truth about God and who he is and how much he loves you and how much he cares about you and how much he wants you to have an abundant life. And you're only going to get fulfilled from time with him, being with him, understanding who he is. Like I can't emphasize it enough. Like he literally transformed my life when I started understanding his word and the truth about how his kingdom really works. And so just wanted to say that as encouragement, like turn off the TV guys, turn off even sports games, turn off, you know, whatever it takes, you know, add some of this into your life, 
create a habit of just 15 minutes a day, just diving into his word, whether that's listening to it on your commute or just spending time with him in in a written paper Bible, whatever, get his word in your heart and it will literally transform your life. Thanks, Eric. So I'm going to play a game a little bit with this. I'm, I'm going to give you a stronghold, and then I'd like to hear your thoughts on demolishing that stronghold. So we did our research here, and we came up with some top strongholds that people incorporate into their lives, and, and here we go. Uh, number one, God doesn't love me. Uh, that's a that's an easy one. You've probably seen this uh, posted at sporting events, uh, behind the goalposts when someone kicks to field goal or whatever, but John 3.16 is the one that comes to mind there. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So how, how about this one? Other people are valuable. Other people have significance. Other people have success, but not me. I'm not valuable and I'm not important. Yeah, this one, I'm going to Psalm 139, 13 and 14. It says, for you, and this is God, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And if anybody does have that belief, I want you to know you are valuable. You are important. You do have purpose. And God made you fearfully and wonderfully. And he loves you so much that you are so important. You may not be rich and famous or do all these things or whatever, but you are valuable and important. So this one always comes up when somebody passes away. If, if somebody were to ask you, hey, do you know if you're going to heaven? And you say, you know, I, I can't know that. I, that's pretty presumptuous, pretty, uh, pretty egocentric, you know, if I even give you this kind of an answer. But, but I really can't know that I'm going to heaven before I die. I, I hope I go there. I hope that when I go there, he decides yes. But I really can't know that I'm going to heaven before I die. Can I? Well, I, I had this thought. I mean, I remember talking to my now wife, Margie, in college about this when we were dating. And she's like, well, I know I'm going to go to heaven when I die. And I'm like, no, you can't. And I was like, I just missed it and and really just put it, played it down. I was like, no, like life is just a big test. And we see if we pass at the end, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, little did I know that there's actually a verse in the Bible that straight up says, <laughs> addresses this. It's in 1 John 5.13. And it says, I write these things to you. And this is John writing to believers I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. So I was like, wow. When I read that one, I was like, well, sorry, honey, I'm, I was wrong. <laughs> How about this one? Uh, you know, I'd like to become a Christian, but you don't know me. You don't know what I've done. You don't know the awful things that I've done in my life. I don't know that God can forgive me. Uh, you know, I, I really feel an indebtedness almost to my sins that, that I've got to pay for my sins or make these things right or change if I'm really going to be serious about a relationship with God or becoming a Christian. In other words, I've got to pay for my own sins. That was uh, something I thought as well. And this verse is my Wi-Fi password because uh, I loved it so much and it changed my mind and my life as well as 1 John 1, nine. It says, if I confess my sins, he, this is God, is faithful and just to forgive me my sins and purify me from all unrighteousness. And there's other verses in the Bible too that talk about his separating our sin from us. Jesus is the one that paid for our sin on the cross. But this verse right here, simple, short, quick, 
if I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me and purify me from all unrighteousness. And that's all sin. It's not like he won't forgive me for a certain sin or a specific sin. This is any sin. And he it's such a freeing verse to unlock just that freedom and joy of knowing that you can be forgiven and your sin can be wiped away and you can be righteous. What about this last one? God is distant. I don't feel in touch with him at all. And he, he's not appeared to me. He hasn't talked to me. You know, I really feel in my life, God is distant. Uh, what I'm going to share is I want you to camp in this verse. If you believe that, or if you struggle with that of God being distant. And, and again, there are times even in believers' lives and in people that walk with the Lord that sometimes he feels distant, sometimes he feels close. So you may feel in that season right now or in that time, but I want to encourage you with Psalm 23, 1 through 4, and just camp in this verse and just read it every day. Just soak it in and memorize it, meditate on it. But it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So he's giving the analogy of a shepherd and a sheep. And if you know anything about a shepherd and a sheep, we sheep need the shepherd in order to know where to go, where to eat, basically everything. And the shepherd is always with the sheep, no matter what they're doing. And so just that analogy alone shows you that God is with you wherever you go and whatever you're going through. And I enjoyed when you were just reading that because it's very visual, lying down in green pastures and still waters and restoring my soul and uh, the valley and, and that I will fear no evil. That, that's uh, if you can just visualize what you're reading, too, that that's a fun way to read that. So, Eric, you're on a roll here. Got a couple more. Got four more. Uh, how about answering some of these other strongholds we mentioned at the top of this podcast? We've all heard God helps those who help themselves. What do you think of that one? think about that. Just step back and think about that for a second. Sometimes we can't help ourselves. Like ask anybody that's in the hospital right now, if they can help themselves. It's like, no, like we need people and we need God and God uses people in our lives to help us. And so we need help. We all know that. But I feel like the motive behind that stronghold is suck it up. You know, you got to do your own thing and you can't lean on anybody else. And and that's not how God and his kingdom work. Like we need God and we need other people. And we're actually going to talk about God and community in a future podcast. So we'll crush that stronghold again in the future. Yeah, very good. And, you know, he never says, yeah, you, you got to do this alone. As a matter of fact, he says it is not good for man to be alone. So kind of piggybacking that. What about this one? God will never give you more than you can handle. Sometimes he gives us more than we can handle to draw us to himself. Again, ask anybody in the hospital, did he give you more than you can handle? Well, yeah, because I, I need the surgeon or I need the nurse or I need the, the medicine. Or I, like You can't do everything on your own and we need other people. And, the re and a lot of times he'll do this because he knows for our eternal good that if he doesn't give us more than we can handle, we're going to try to do life on our own. And we would default to that and just not need God if, if we could handle everything. But we can't handle everything. And so he draws us to himself. He draws us to other people. And he uses things in our lives to bring us to an intimate relationship with him. And 
I truly believe that he does give us stuff more than we can handle. So that way we can really get to know him. Yeah, I heard a neat statement the other day from a friend, and he said, even when we feel that God is taking away, he is giving something to us at that moment. Mm -hmm. How about this one? If if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Well, this sounds a bit vindictive. It it does. And there's a verse in the Bible that uh, I think it's Philippians 2.13, if I'm not mistaken, but it basically says that God causes us to will and to act according to his good purpose. And so the will part is the desires. And sometimes God gives us the desires of our heart. And so if you're telling him your plan, he may have actually planted that plan in your heart. He may have actually given you that. So it's kind of, God would want to discuss that with you because he's trying to get you to do his plan and his will. He'd be like, yay, you got it. Like you heard what I was trying to help you, you know, do or what I want you to do. So I actually think God would want us to share his plans, even if there's plans that, that are selfish or are not, of him, he would want us to process those plans with him. Like he would be like a heavenly father. That's like, okay, let's sit down and let's chat about, you know, does this plan make sense? Or, you know, what do you think about this? And and have a conversation. And I feel like there's a lot underlying that statement about their view of God. If they believe that and have that idea, it almost treats it like he's so distant from you and he doesn't care about you. Make him laugh by telling your plan. There's a lot in that statement, I feel like, of of you, of God, and what he's really like. So I would argue, tell him your plans, process it with him, because again, part of the Holy Spirit's role is to be our helper and counselor, and that's something I had to learn over the years, and he wants to process and counsel us in our lives. So that's how I would respond to that one. So you're saying he's a support, he loves the communication and conversation with us, and and this this vindictiveness in him laughing at our plans is exactly 180 degrees different than the character of God. That's what I hear you saying. 100% correct. Yeah. How about this one? If you've watched TV in the early 70s, there was Flip Wilson on the air, and he said, the devil made me do it. Uh, so so we're incapable of controlling what we ultimately do? You know, what, does this devil really come into our minds and make us do stuff? What do you say to that? My first response is the Lord gave us dominion over the earth. The only thing the devil can do is speak to us and use our authority and our power and our actions against us. The only thing the devil can do is speak to us in our, in our minds and plant seeds in our thoughts to get us to use our own authority and our own actions against us and to make wrong decisions or sinful decisions. We have authority. We have self-control. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. And we have ultimately the responsibility and ownership for our own lives. So to summarize, today's podcast was all about strongholds are lies that we believe to be true. The takeaway is this. We are still guys that are working on this. Um, uh, We've had fun doing this podcast for you, and we appreciate the comments that we've gotten back from people, but we are a work in process. Uh, We're still working on so many of these things. We've had some victories and, and frankly, something, a lot of defeats. And we've learned uh, from the victories and we've learned from the defeats, and we're still going through that process in our lives. So we just do not have this all figured out. And and sometimes just us getting ready for these uh, podcasts is a reminder to us in our own lives of what we need to work on. So we're just two guys who are on the path with you guys. And and our prayer, and we pray before we do this, that uh, God would benefit 
uh, you as you're listening. So that's that's our deep prayer and and something we ask for, ask God to bless uh, you guys listening to this. So we appreciate you listening. And he says, and we've seen it over and over in our lives, reading and believing the Bible is the primary spiritual weapon that gives us knowledge, gives us power to demolish these strongholds that uh, exist in our minds. And when we do this, we can walk in freedom. And that is so nice. We can walk in peace. Other words to describe the relationship with Jesus that we can have joy, uh, a fulfillment, a sense of purpose in our lives. Love is something that uh, I'm working on in my own life, uh, is the ability to love and to, uh, to be loving to other people. And then the abundant life that uh, Jesus desires for us to live. So here's the challenge. We would love for you guys to download the YouVersion Bible app and go to plans and select a plan about that you are curious on and finish that plan. There's a lot of topics. Uh, there's money. There's being tempted. There's loving people. I'm reading one right now that is the Bible in a year, and it's been very helpful in terms of pointing uh, verses to read, as well as a summary at the end of that reading as to what that really meant. Because sometimes you read the Bible and it's really difficult to figure out what it says. And sure is nice to have somebody afterwards say, well, this is what we read today. So uh, that uh, particular Bible app is really very helpful from a topical basis. And again, there's men's things, women's things, uh, different phases of life, topical studies, very good. So you'll find that as you make reading the Bible a habit, it'll expose and demolish these strongholds that we were talking about in this podcast so that you can live free at peace and on purpose. Well, thanks, Rick, for closing us out here. And just a couple of statements before we, we wrap things up. You know, today we shared about demolishing strongholds and how to renew our minds by believing the Bible. Well, sometimes we can believe lies and things from other people that it comes in the form of maybe criticism or, or just a comment or a thought or something that somebody shares with us that's really hurtful and, and we take it on and believe it. Well, in our next podcast, we're going to talk about how to overcome criticism. And so to wrap us up today, if you have any questions or want to share with anything with us about our podcast or how it's impacted you or impacted your life or someone else you know, uh, we'd appreciate any feedback. And so you can reach out to us at attainyourpurpose.com. And there's a link in our show notes to our website and contact form. So feel free to use that to email us and let us know. Uh, please take some time to rate and review our podcast and share this with somebody that you think may benefit from this content. It would just help spread the news on this podcast as well as impact more people for God, his kingdom, and just encourage people to live on purpose and to live in freedom, peace, and fulfillment. So with that, thanks again for listening and have a great day. <music>